Thank you so much, MZBC Choir. We're so thankful for you. Many of you probably know some of the students who go to school with you. If you go to Jinx or Union or Bixby or Glenpool, a lot of these teenagers and students go to school there. And uh, we're just so thankful to have their choir here today. And I want to introduce now my friend Hauswan Kai, who is pastor of Myanmar Zomi Baptist Church. And uh, yes, Yana, you can, you can wait right up here and we'll, we'll share in just a second. She's ready to go. Uh, today, in, instead of preaching a full message, I'm going to lead us into a time of the Lord's Supper in a moment. But I want to give some time to Pastor Howe. Come on and make your way up. Pastor Howe and I have been friends for several years. He actually was just recently installed, though, as the pastor of Myanmar Zomi Baptist Church. Their founding, very faithful pastor, passed away a few years ago. They've been working on an interim basis, and Howe just accepted this call to be their pastor. But he's actually been in Tulsa for many years. In fact, Howe doesn't like it if I say too many nice things about him in public, but he has been an incredible leader in our community in Tulsa now for several years. He's a big part of the company Key Personnel, leads a big team there that also works at Whirlpool. And just this last year in 2022, Howe was named Tulsan of the Year in the Tulsa world so we're very excited for him he's been such a blessing to our community he's actually won international awards as well it truly is an honor for us to have him here today but also to be able to call him my friend and so pastor I want you to share what's on your heart today and listen closely because He's going to tell about when American missionaries came and brought the gospel to his grandparents and the difference that that has made in his life. And so this morning, I know you're going to be blessed as my friend, Pastor Howe, shares with us. Thanks again for being here. Good morning, church. Greetings from Mirmazomi Baptist Church. We are very, very grateful to be here with you all today. Thank you, Pastor Eric and the church for inviting us to sing a choir and share my testimony and short story about my life to the church this morning. We are excited to be here this morning. So this morning I would like to share about three things. How I got saved in Christ Jesus, that is my salvation, and where I got my training for my theological study, my studies, and what I was doing and what I am doing for my services. So first of all, about my salvation. I have grown up in a Christian family where I was rooted in a Christian faith. So I was surrounded by God and the church from the very beginning, but just followed through the motion of doing Christian things. I did not know Jesus personally, and I did not accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I just knew about him. When I was in the high school, I got a chance to stay in the Christian hostel. In our hostel, we got a chance to attend chapel service every evening and heard from many different preachers. One day, I acknowledge that Jesus, he, I acknowledge that he sent Jesus to die on the cross 
so that I could save from my sin and have eternal life. I confess my sins and accepted Jesus Christ as my Redeemer. He has shown himself to me in the Bible in his word, Colossians chapter 2, verse number 14. Having wiped out the handwritings of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. I committed to living for God instead of others or godly things. And secondly, I would like to share about my study. Since I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior, I wanted to know I wanted to know more about him and his word more and more. For that reason, I decided to study in theology and went to the Bible College in India. In those days, the education system in our country, Myanmar or Burma, was very poor. Not only those days, but also nowadays is worse than those days. I spent seven years studying theology in the Bible colleges, and finally I completed my bachelor and master degrees by the grace of God and the spirit empowerment. After that, my president requested me to help him for teaching, in the teaching the student in the college. I worked as a rector for two years at Bible College in India and also worked at the Bible College in Myanmar for another two years. What I was doing and what I am doing, that my service. Due to political issues in Myanmar, I was forced to leave the country to Malaysia to seek refugee status. I spent almost six and a half years in Malaysia and I was waiting and I was volunteering in our community where I was waiting for my resettlement to the United States. My resettlement status was pending from the Department of Homeland Security called DHS for three years. Since I got pending from DHS, I withdraw my case to go to America and there is no way for me to go and to be here in America since I withdraw my case from DHS. But marvelously, they called me back after three years and asked me, do you still want to go to America? Then I replied, why? <laughs> then they said that if you still wants to resettle in America, we can process your case. Amen? There is a great thing that God did marvelous in my life, although I withdraw my status to go to America. After a few months, I got a great opportunity to, stay, to resettle in the United States here in Tulsa, and this is where I am here today with my blessed family, through God, everything is possible. Amen? As I am very passionate 
I start again my volunteer service to the Zomi community here in Tulsa from 2018 to 2022. Due to unexpected circumstances in our church here in Tulsa, I have recently be become a pastor. But I still work at the staffing company called Key Personnel for Living. For my conclusion, I would like to go back back in 1910. It's about 113 years ago. A missionary called Joseph Coop Herbert and his wife came to our land called Tedim as a missionary to us. They were sent by the Baptist Mission Board from America. Since we, our Zomi people, did not have a specific language, Joseph Coop Herbert created a language for us using the same alphabet A to Z, and which become our Zomi official language today. And also translated some parts of the Bible from English to Zomi. Through the passionate work of American Baptist missionary, our people came to know Jesus Christ and became a Christian. The Bible College as well as study was sponsored by the Southern Baptist Convention and some individual American godly people. When I think all about these situations, our Zomi people have been related to American Baptists for several years. Last week, Pastor Eric preached in our church about the body of Christ. Though we have many different colors and backgrounds, we all are the body of Christ. We are one in Christ Jesus. We the Zomi people consider ourselves that we are the fruits of American Baptist missionary. I deeply appreciate about that and thank you for your hard work. Your mission was not in vain. I would like to encourage everyone this morning, let us not become weary in doing good. For the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. We cannot imagine that one day we will be here in the United States in a Baptist church to praise the same God together and to sing a choir in South Baptist, uh, South Tulsa Baptist Church. I firmly believe that this is the plan of God. My dear brothers and sisters, as I step into God's ministry, I need your prayers. And also, we, the Zomi people, need your support for the church. Your mission is right here in Tulsa. Thank you for your warm welcome here today. Again, thank you, and may God bless you.
Thank you, Pastor Howe. If you ever want to worship with MZBC, 1 o'clock, they're at about 54th and Lewis, and uh, they would welcome you anytime, and we're so thankful that, that all of you were here with us today to join us in worship. I'm going to invite you to stand with me as Yana comes to read our scripture and as our deacons are preparing now for our Lord's Supper observance. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the word of the Lord from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 26. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. What an amazing culmination to our time of worship today that we're going to have as we take the Lord's Supper together. I want to share with you just briefly from this passage, but really what's on my heart today is that the main part of this time, these last few moments we have together, would be spent observing the Lord's Supper and, and spending some time with Him, spending some time before Him. As we close out February, we've been talking about missions throughout this entire month. We've been talking about how the, the love that God has for the nations is something that is to be woven into the fabric of who we are as his followers. As disciples, we've been commissioned to go and we've been called to have the love that God has for the nations, to discover that more. And, and that even includes, listen, that even includes the nations on our doorstep who live here in our neighborhoods. And as we've been reminded today, so many of our neighbors from among the nations, they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I hope you heard what Pastor Howe said, that, that our Zomi Baptist friends who are here, they are the fruit of American missionaries from decades, generations ago. And now after all of those generations, would you look at how things have come full circle? Now they're here in our community, and they have planted a church and their church is growing and they're looking for ways to serve and to welcome and to share the gospel right here in Tulsa alongside of churches like ours I don't know about you but I see a mission field right across the street here too I see a lot of need for the gospel in our own community and we're glad to have the help we are thankful to be in partnership with our brothers and sisters in Christ because we know and remember we are not in this alone we are one in Christ Jesus. And above anything else and everything else that we say and above any other expression of worship that we have, we believe together in unity that it is all about Jesus Christ. And because of him, we are brothers and sisters. And the two symbols that we're going to use to observe the Lord's Supper today are perhaps the clearest reminder for us of what we believe is at the heart of the gospel. At the heart of the gospel is the cross, what Jesus Christ has done for us, that he gave his body, that he shed his blood, and through his resurrection, he also defeated death. 
and we as a part of a new covenant together when we lift up the name of Jesus and we use these symbols we also are declaring our unity that these symbols unite us together under Jesus Christ and the body of Christ as diverse as it is around the world the diversity of the global body of Christ does not lead to division it leads to unity because we are one so today what a joy it's going to be to share in the Lord's Supper with a group of people from all different ages, all different walks of life, different backgrounds, speaking different languages, representing different cultures, but remembering that we are the body of Christ and that we, as we break the bread and as we drink the cup together, we are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes again. So I'm praying that this morning will be a memorable time for you as throughout this month we've talked about the global church We've talked about the body of Christ around the world. We've heard the name of Jesus proclaimed in several languages through reading of scripture and singing of songs and other readings by families inside our own church. And then today, the same thing has been given to us by our neighbors just down the street who worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ every week, just like we do. What a blessing it is to be the body of Christ Today, as we take these symbols, we remember, and we talk about this a lot when we take the Lord's Supper, that all over the world, these two symbols are used in worship because Jesus told his first disciples to do this forever in remembrance of him. And if you go to any Christian community around the world and stay just a little while, at some point, the bread and the cup are going to come out. It doesn't matter if you're in an auditorium. It doesn't matter if you're meeting in secret. It doesn't matter if you're in a public place or whatever language or culture the worship is happening. At some point, they will observe the Lord's Supper just like we're doing today because Jesus commanded us to and because we know what these symbols mean. They remind us of the gift of salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. And so today, I want to invite you as we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again to bow your head with me and I want us to enter this time with an opportunity just to spend a moment with the Lord in this chapter where Paul talked about the Lord's Supper he says that we should always be careful as disciples to never come to this table in an unworthy manner and so as we always do when we observe these symbols together, I want you to be able to have a moment just to spend time with God and ask him today to speak to your heart. I'm going to walk us through a time of guided prayer. And at the end of that time, then I'll give us just a few moments of silence for you to perhaps say to the Lord whatever you need to say or ask him to speak to you, whatever he's going to speak to you. But as I walk us through this time, I, I want you to think about the things that you will be saying to the Lord and then perhaps the things that you will hear him say to you. So as you bow your heads and join me in this time of prayer, would you begin in your heart, just silently or very quietly, offering as a part of the beginning of this prayer worship and adoration to God. Say to him that you believe he is good. Say to him that only he is worthy of our praise and our worship. Say to him that only he is the one true God. 
And as we worship him together, next I want you to present yourself in a posture of submission to God. You might even want to open your hands and just say to him, Lord, here I am. I, I surrender myself to you. I submit my heart. I submit myself to you, Lord, in surrender. Whatever you want from me today, that's what I want to know, what I want to hear. Thank the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ for salvation. And now perhaps there's something in your heart that today you know you need to confess. Maybe it's a sin that you're struggling with. Maybe it's a frustration or a stress. Maybe it's bitterness or anger or something that is an obstacle for you to truly hear from the Lord today. Would you confess it? Give it to him. Maybe again, open your hands and just present whatever that is to the Lord today in confession and ask him to take it so that that obstacle might be removed. The Lord gives us the privilege to be able to pray for things personally. If there's something on your heart right now that you would pray for yourself that you want to ask of God, ask him. We're also called to pray for others. Would you lift up someone else to the Lord now? Maybe you already know who it is, or maybe you would just ask him to lay someone on your heart. Would you pray for another person? Would you pray for our church? Would you pray for Myanmar Zomi Baptist Church? And please pray also for the church around the world, whether here in our community or anywhere else. Lift up the body of Christ. Would you pray for our community here in Tulsa? And that God would use our church right here where he has placed us in South Tulsa. And would you pray for the nations of the world, including our own nation. The nations of the world that God loves very much. And now would you just take a moment personally in, in just a few more seconds of silence to surrender your heart to the Lord and ask him to speak to you, to show you anything that you need to see. Would you pray these words just to yourself along with me? Lord, today give me eyes to see, 
Give me ears to hear. Give me hands to serve. And give me feet that walk in obedience to you. And would you pray this prayer of commitment? Lord, whatever it is you would ask of me today, that I will commit to do. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, today it is in the name of Jesus that we offer our worship to you. And during this time of observing the Lord's Supper, would you remind us in every way what these symbols mean as we give thanks for your body, which was given to us, as we give thanks for the blood of the new covenant, which is the blood of Christ. And we pray today that these symbols would remind us of the truth of your salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. So as our deacons prepare to serve the bread, please take the bread and hold on to it. You do not have to be a member of our church to join us in this. You are welcome to join us, whether or not you're a member, whether or not you're a Baptist. If you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have followed through with baptism, then you are welcome to join us and to take the bread as it comes by. And again, as our deacons serve us, hold on to the bread. And when everyone has been served, I will lead us in a time where we take the bread together.
For I received from the Lord, Paul wrote, what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And just as the disciples did then, we as the disciples now take the bread together. our deacons prepare to serve the cup remember these symbols are in remembrance of our lord and savior jesus christ they're also symbols of unity because we as brothers and sisters in christ are new covenant people so just as we did with the bread our deacons will serve the cup if you'll take the cup and hold on to it and i will lead us through a time where we take the cup together deacons please serve the people
In the same way, Paul continued writing about that first institution of the Lord's Supper. In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. And just as the disciples did then, we as the disciples now take the cup together. I want to close out this time by praying a prayer that was prayed by ancient Christians long ago, and it's titled, Gather Your Church, Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, just as grain was once scattered, but now has been gathered and baked into one loaf, so would you also gather your church from the ends of the earth and bring them into your kingdom. Our Father, we also thank you for the precious blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed for us, and for his precious body, which we celebrate and portray here, just as he himself commanded to proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. For through him, glory is to be given you forever. Amen and amen.